You people are at the position of attention. Ought to have you all shot. We salute the rank, not the man. We're running Curry. They're already dead. I'm proud to have served with each and every one of you. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Almost Sideshow as we are deep diving Band of Brothers episode by episode. Hopefully you guys all listen to episode one, talking about the first episode of that miniseries. I'm your host, Terry Plucknett. Joining me once again is Mr. Adam Daly. Hello, guys. And if you guys are watching on YouTube, make sure you check the eye above our heads because there's episode one right there. There you go. There you go. All right. Fancy YouTube talk. Good job. All right. <laughs> and also make sure that you are uh, that you subscribe, rate, review on uh, on all the platforms you can find us at. We're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Pandora, Spotify. I think we're on Podbean too. I mean, once you're on Apple Podcasts, you kind of just pop up everywhere. So yeah. uh, find us all over the place uh, for the podcast, and make sure just subscribe in all of them. I mean, it, it gives us more data. It helps us be seen, be heard. That's awesome. Okay. This is episode two. And this is, this is kind of the big one here. This is, this episode is called day of days. And it is the episode that chronicles D day and what happens on D day throughout the entirety of that day for easy company. So Adam, I'm going to give, give you the floor a little bit here. Since this, again, this is your first time. I've watched this many, many times. So I'm going to give you the floor to kind of tell, tell your initial thoughts here, what happened, and, uh, and what you thought. Okay, here we go. First time watch, guy, complete rookie here. Do not know all the names of the characters. But <laughs> and haven't, yeah. you, haven't even watched the whole series yet. You're, you're yeah. four episodes well, in four episodes as we're talking, in. which yeah. is kind of cool. Yeah. I think that's so cool that you, you have some unknowns ahead of you. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, no, I uh, didn't know what to expect going in. This is a, uh, when you hear the word Normandy, I kind of alluded to it last episode too. You kind of immediately put Saving Private Ryan in your head because that's the big one. Um, and you, I'm playing them side by side. I didn't really quite realize that these guys are going behind enemy lines to try to clear out space. Did not know that was actually happening. So that's pretty dang fascinating. And uh, talk about some of the most claustrophobic scenes of the show up to this point that I've seen in the plane, everybody's jammed packed up there. Uh, guns are going off and ships are uh, planes are going down and they have to jump at the green light. And it's man, what a stressful little opening there. And you don't know who's going to survive. And then of course they're all scattered throughout uh, Normandy and you know, they're the easy company's commanders missing. So winters takes over, uh, you know, uh, what's his name now? I forget. Yeah. What? Oh, Mian. No, uh, Winters goes. Yeah, Mian goes. Ron Livingston's character goes missing. Oh, Nixon. Nick. No, 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 no. Lieutenant Mian oh, is yeah. the is the commanding officer. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah, here. yeah. Okay. And he's missing, so Winters has to take over. Nixon mm. is Ron Livingston. Okay, that's there we go. Different character. There we go. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, Winters is taking over. <laughs> uh, so seeing him uh, kind of 
be in charge for like one of the first times of the show leading this these group is actually really cool and fascinating. I, I thought he was also one of the most interesting characters from episode one. So I kind of wanted to see him do a lot more, and I, I got what I wanted in this episode, especially in the, some some really awesome combat sequences. However, watching now, it's it's the action how it's shot is it's effective, it's in your face, it's brutal, but it's also kind of jumpy. So it's kind of like you can't lose focus what's going on exactly where's everybody's placed at. I don't mind it too much because it's 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 good, it's cool, cool stuff, and I like the uh, going after these the these. Uh, what was it? Gun like the bunkers, like these the artillery, yeah. Artillery, yeah. They're just gonna go after and take those out. Thought that was a really cool uh, attack. What they were able to do there, especially uh, learning that it's the it's still being taught that uh, maneuver is still being taught today at uh, uh, West Point. Uh, yeah, West Point, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's really that's that was really cool nuggets. I love the little snippets after the episodes too about like the history of those events that we just witnessed. So. I really, really dug this episode. I think it's a lot more action compared to the last episode. Maybe not so much uh, character study compared to the first one. So there's, depending on what kind of style of film that you or story you like, you might like this one maybe a little more, maybe less. But for me, I enjoyed it a little more. It moved a lot faster, a little shorter, but the action was really cool. And got to see these characters in action. Another really uh, interesting character they do set up here was uh, Spears, uh, he gives the, some the Germans some cigarettes. Uh, very effective one. And I didn't that interaction. I believe that was I can't remember the, the American soldier that kind of is talking to one of the Malarkey. Germans. Malarkey. Yeah, isn't that isn't that uh, another term for something else? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Malarkey's talking to these the one of the German soldiers, and they realize that there's a connection that they share. Um, and then he walks away, and all of a sudden you just hear machine gun firing. That there's that sets up something that another uh, thread later on. But Spears, man, what a kind of crazy kind of the uh, bear Jew uh, and glorious <laughs> bastards of this of this show. Uh, but uh, yeah, really effective little characters here. And they're popping up, and uh, yeah, I, I dug this episode. So yeah, another solid episode on for me too. Uh, so I liked it. Yeah, yeah. After after all the introduction of episode one, this is where all the action happens, right? Absolutely. You you, you get you get D Day, um, but we, we mentioned in the in episode one that you definitely have to have feel the parallel between this and Saving Private Ryan, right? That they're they're both Spielberg and Hanks productions, and and here we are witnessing D Day, but from the other side here. And uh, and I think it's fascinating to see this other side of D-Day mm. and and see the 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 attack before the attack, really, of these planes flying overhead to to drop them behind enemy lines and how they they never even got to their drop zone. They couldn't <laughs> get there because the attack was so, so brutal on them. Yeah. Uh, and and some of the planes went down. You kind of get the feeling by the end of it that Lieutenant Meehan the commander of easy company that replaced Sobel, his plane probably went down during, um, and he never even got to jump, uh, onto, uh, into Normandy. And I feel like everything kind of up until this point was building towards winners is this natural leader. There's, there's several natural leaders that emerge mm. in this show and winners is by far, uh, the, the like biggest one and the first one 
that yeah. really emerges as he is such a natural leader that when he finally gets easy company and it feels like finally because of the the struggle between him and Sobel in the first episode that that he really takes control and and moves it forward and is the perfect person at the perfect time to run this group of soldiers because he's been through it all with them. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then, and then, like you said, then you have Spears, you have Lieutenant Spears who is just insane. Uh, I think my, my favorite, my favorite moment of like describing Spears uh, happens when they're taking the guns and we'll, we'll talk more about that sequence in a little bit, but uh, he comes along and and says, hey, hey, do you mind? Do you mind if we get the next gun? And Winters just says, sure. And and he's he's running along. He's hopping in and out of the trench and the foxhole, and he's just going going through. And and Compton, uh, Neil McDonough is watching him, and he just goes, oh, what the hell's he doing? <laughs> oh, Jesus! And it's just just his little comments of like, oh man, this guy's insane. What is going on? <laughs> yeah, he's crazy. Yeah. He's he is crazy. He is absolutely nuts. And yeah, this the scene with the cigarettes and the German soldiers, and and one of the more poignant moments, like you said, happens right before that, where Malarkey is talking to one and just randomly brings up, "Where are you from, son?" And they find out they're both from Oregon, yeah. and and grew up just a couple hundred miles from each other. And yeah. they and he his family answered the call to go to go back to Germany, uh, and and be a part of this movement, uh, whether he agreed with it or not he went along and is this American fighting from the German army and is about to get mowed down and doesn't even realize it. And it's, it's just this moment of realizing that war is hell on both sides and there's real people on both sides of this in very different situations. Not everyone fighting in the German army was, was a, a card carrying Nazi that worshiped Hitler. Uh, it, it, it was a bunch of, scared kids a lot of times yeah. along with the Americans that were feeling the same thing. Yeah. Um, and speaking of scared kids there, there there's always, there's always like these little characters that pop up here and there throughout the show. And, and the character that really pops up here and is one of the focal points of this episode is private hall, uh, who once again, get, give another shout out to another random kid from back then that now you look at and go, Oh, Hey, that's Andrew Scott. Um, who is, uh, you know, he's, he's been in all sorts of stuff. He, he was a main character in Fleabag. He's now, uh, or he was in, uh, he was in 1917. Um, and so he's, he's been around, he's been in a bunch of stuff, but here he is as just a kid who just happened to be the one that fell in the same spot as winners when they dropped it, dropped in behind the lines. Yeah. And because of that, he becomes this adopted member of Easy Company for a while, and someone that that Winters kind of looks out for, and uh, and you have that that very uh, or that that moment where Winters realizes that here's this kid who, you know, didn't make it, and uh, kind of weighs on him too. It, it, that one weighs more than more than any of the others because it he got to know him in that in that moment in that in that battlefield there. So, uh, so yeah, that, that was, that was a really, a, a really interesting, interesting spot there. Um, another one that I think is really worth mentioning here is, uh, is Garnier. 
who is going through uh who's going through some um a lot of stuff one he's the only one in easy company that doesn't fully trust winners because he thinks he's a quaker um oh, yeah. <laughs> but then also he uh he's dealing with the fact that he found out right before they got on the planes that his brother was killed and so he's dealing with the grief of his brother dying also realizing that his new commanding officer he doesn't fully trust and and fully get behind quite yet by the end of the episode he comes around but um but he he doesn't he doesn't want to listen he do, and he's just kind of mad and and with full i mean he, you understand why i mean he has perfect reasons why but uh but it, it leads to a great moment at the end i i love the moment in in the back of the in the back of the truck at the end with uh with all the guys cooking and uh and and winners not, pops his head in. Not a Quaker. <laughs> not a Quaker. <laughs> he takes his first drink, right? He, yeah. he 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 takes a sip there, and just to show that he's a yeah. And he tried. He did his best to to gulp it down. Yeah. Um, by the way, I, I I don't know if I can, but I'm gonna try and find some Vat sixty nine to drink before uh, as as a Ooh. part of this before the end of it. I, I looked it up. It, it has to be like imported. It's like an Irish whiskey or something, but. There we go. But uh, yeah, but that's what Nick's only drinks, right? He, he's in, in episode one. He says, "I'm hiding a case of Vat 69 in your Footlocker." Um, <laughs> seriously? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I got. It. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. That'd be nice. I love. Yeah, uh, we'll love see. We'll see. I have no guarantees, but I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's see here. What uh? What were? Who was your? Who's your favorite character uh, in this episode? Would you say uh, Spears is the one that kind of jumps off the page here because it's such a big performance and a big crazy character in this kind of really uh, quiet perform more quiet performances. So it's a definitely a different style of character. Uh, but this is where Winters really has become one of my favorite characters of the show because he gets such a focal point here. He gets to lead the mil- uh, his, his easy company for the first time. Uh, so if I'm going with one of the big, the ones up in front, it's probably going to be Winters here. But I also kind of really liked the kid Andrew Scott's character too. So it's kind of like, it was kind of sad when he actually died because it's like he kind of got adopted into this group. He he wanted to go along with easy company, even though he his group wasn't there because they already they kind of, he respected uh, Winters at the same time too. So. That was kind of those probably two favorite characters of this episode for me. Yeah, and I mean, shout out to Damian Lewis. I mean, he just gives Damian such Lewis. an amazing performance, and this really launched his career. He hadn't really been in much of anything up till this point. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, you see you see that leadership really play out. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the uh, the battle of them taking the taking the guns is is such a fascinating scene, and you see just his natural leadership. Uh, take over even though he's such a quiet peaceful man he thrives in those moments too and and thinks so well on his feet as he's going along and i i just i i love the the frantic style of the shooting of that of that battle scene uh of how you have that camera looking back up at them as they're running down the trenches uh it's just so cool and then the way they're able to to find ways to blow up the guns when they don't have the TNT and uh, yeah, I mean, it, like it's just more, great. Yeah. 
that was pretty cool. They had to be like improvised, like a uh, blow up tactic. I can't remember exactly what they use to blow it up, but they got they got creative for sure. I thought that was really innovative on that kind of yeah, front. yeah. Uh, and then um, what else was I going to say? Oh, another really uh, so a couple things I noticed, maybe not for the first time, but I paid a little more attention to. Um, one of the ones that ended up going along on the uh, on the raid of the guns on the attack on the guns was private Lorraine. And they mentioned, they mentioned him really quickly. He was the one that just kind of popped up and said, Hey, can I come? Okay. And they're like, yeah. and, and winners is like, sure. And he was the, uh, the uh, Jeep driver for Colonel sink. That's all he had. He had done his entire time was drive Colonel sink around. <laughs> he said, I haven't seen any action. I haven't done anything. Can I, can I come along? And he, he ends up a, a major part of that. And he ends up being one of the ones when it talks about everyone who was honored because of that attack, he ends up getting like a silver star out of it nice. because he was a part of that, which is just cool. Um, another great moment of this, of this episode is the, the hunt for the Luger. Um, oh my and, God. <laughs> and Malarkey who uh, is, you can tell these soldiers are still a little green uh, and and not quite thinking fully clearly yet as, as he sees some German soldiers dead out in the middle of the field when they're taking the guns as the battle is still going on. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, time out guys. Yeah. Go look at this Luger real fast. He runs oh. out to check his body for a Luger. And, and, and I love it. No one's shooting at him. One of the guys is like, they must think he's a medic because why are <laughs> yeah. they not shooting at yeah, him? Yeah. And then, and then finally he, and the, one of the best moments is he's laying there next to this body and he goes, crap, I got to get back. Yeah. <laughs> it, wasn't even and, a it was just like a, like a flare gun to look like. Yeah. He didn't get anything off of him. He didn't get anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah. So yeah, that's a little, one of those little subtle humor moments there in the, sh the episode too. So yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, then you have Joe toy, uh, show off his his he actually got his brass knuckles from, oh, from yeah, the first episode he was going through everything that he has to pack on him and this and this and this and this and this and someone says well where are you going to keep your brass knuckles he goes i could use some brass knuckles and sure enough he uses them <laughs> and, and before he gets hit so he's one of the ones that gets hit kind of he, he like almost gets blown up by two different grenades two different, he's like, again again yeah, <laughs> yeah. That actually, uh, I think that guy actually might be my favorite little smaller minor character, Big Tim High Roller minor <laughs> character. That's so just the brass knuckles alone, plus having the werewolf over saving somebody who was like scared to be put poke his head out on the trenches and almost got blown up twice. Like, yeah, that's that has, yeah, we'll talk about that in a second, but yeah, but yeah, that, yeah that guy yeah. is one of my favorites too. And he, he's also the guy who, in the first episode, as they're, as they're on the boat going to uh to england to train for for d-day he's the one that says we're gonna get to berlin i'm gonna give one of these to hitler president renames thanksgiving joe toy day <laughs> <laughs> i get yeah. ten thousand dollars a year for the rest of my life <laughs> wow yeah that would be horrible if that happened uh yeah 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 he's he's a great he's a great character for sure yeah definitely uh, let's see here. What else did I have written down here? Uh, I had one question for you. Go for it. When the he that one guy found out that his brother died, 
were you expect? I, I was like, oh, saving Private Ryan. Like, so they're gonna send a team out to go uh, go f- get him. You know, I I thought about that. That that crossed my mind this time. It's like, okay, yeah. I mean, this is what happened in, in Private Ryan. Is brother yeah. died, so he got sent home. Uh, and and it's interesting that nothing like that comes up, and yeah, he's able I to he's it. able to continue fighting. But uh, but yeah, you would think something like that would happen. But uh, but yeah, it didn't. It didn't. That's, yeah, right when that happened, I remember I said, I was like, so is he going home? Or like, what's what's going to happen? They haven't jumped yet. But uh, yeah, is he just going home now, or what's 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 happening? Yeah. No, he jumped. He jumped. He went. He went through with it. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and he he's he's such a he's such a hard character too. Like he, you you know that he's he's not going to put up with anything, and he's he's just going to fight his way as much as he possibly can. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. You have uh, one other really random detail I saw in this. I don't know if I'd ever meant I've, I'd ever noticed before. Uh, at the end, you get to the to the end of D Day, and they're kind of settling in, and there's a some uh, some soldiers outside, and they're kind of just sitting on at this rock, and the rock is a World War One memorial. Uh, in Normandy, there's a. And they're sitting at this World War One memorial, um, just like plaque stone, like this twenty foot tall thing. Huh. And I just thought that that is fascinating. That here you are, had these guys just finished, you know, they're at the end of D Day. There's still plenty of fighting in front of them, uh, fighting World War Two. And what do they see? They see a monument for World War One. Uh, just kind of, yeah, just great kind of symmetry there, parallel thing going on. I thought that was that was fascinating. I didn't even catch that, so that I need to look at that little detail again. Yeah, That's go back, go back and look. It, it's right, it's right near the end. Uh, speaking of the end, I think Band of Brothers. One of the things they do so well is they find these perfect ways to end their episodes uh, in the to wrap up the episode as one like complete whole, make it very very poignant. Uh, drive home really what the episode is all about and yet leave you wanting more and wanting you to move forward. Uh, more than a- almost anything else I've ever watched, I I have so much trouble stopping at one episode and I just want to watch the whole thing at once. But the end of this one is, is really interesting because for the first time in the show, you get some voiceover narration. Oh, yeah. And and it's and it's winners. It's Lieutenant Winners talking about um, and reflecting on his time on D Day, and he says he says something to the effect of, "I I just was thankful I made it through D uh, D Day and was uh, and was praying I would make it through D plus one, and I promised myself if I made it back, that I would find a a a piece of land where I could live out the rest of my days in peace," um, yeah. and. Uh, just this beautiful moment as he, he just kind of sits and reflects on what he just went through. And, uh, it, it, it's, it, it's an amazing way to end that moment of thank God I made it through this. Now I got to get through the rest. Yeah. 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 That was that. I liked that little line. Now now I'm just gonna take a, buy myself a piece of land and rest. That's yeah. I like the way this episode ended a lot too. So it it was kind of a perfect little, 
less chaotic way of ending after such a chaotic finish. So it's kind of perfect chemistry there or symmetry there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So this, is, this was the big one. This is D day. They're in France. Now they have invaded Europe. Uh, they, they, they know everyone else has hit the beaches. Uh, they, they've done their part in, in trying to protect them and what happens moving forward. That's what we're going to get to next when we come back at you with the next episode of our of our almost sideshow, Deep Diving Band of Brothers. Uh, this has been episode two, looking at Day of Days, uh, and we'll, we'll see you next time for episode three as we continue to follow Easy Company through World War II. Until then, enjoy. Later. Despite your crass behavior, I'm glad we were able to do this together.